Welcome. This is Brooke Gilman at ESEC Lending, and I head up our client relationship management group globally. And I'm joined today um, first with my colleague in London, Simon Lee, who heads up our business development efforts throughout um, Europe and the Middle East. And Simon and I have the pleasure of chatting today with two gentlemen um, as well also out of London that um, are here to talk to us today about the topic of sustainable finance and ESG and how it relates to securities lending. And I'd like to welcome Matt Chesson from Aberdeen Standard Investments. Matt is an investment director at Aberdeen and also sits on the ISLA board and is part of um, the ISLA Council for Sustainable Finance. And as well, Radek Steck, who is the chair of the ISLA Council for Sustainable Finance, as well as a senior lecturer at Exeter Law School in the UK. And so, Matt Radek, thank you for joining us today. Welcome. Thank you for the invite. Thank you very much. Thank you. Definitely. And so, Simon and I, um, in chatting, you know, prior to this, really thought that it would be useful. Obviously, the Council for Sustainable Finance. Um, and the group is sort of uh, new and was launched this past February. And many experts within the securities lending space are familiar with the work that um, you all are doing and the purpose and mission and vision that you have for the council ongoing. But I thought that it would be wonderful, Radek, maybe you could start us off um, as you're the chair of the group to give us a bit of background and maybe um, give us your vision for uh, what you think we'll see on the topic of ESG and securities lending. Okay, thank you very much for this question. As you said, uh, ISLA Council for Sustainable Finance uh, was launched in February this year. However, this followed about 16, 17 months of uh, rigorous and intensive work. So how it started? Well, uh, I'm an academic uh, as well as a practitioner now. Uh, and in 2017, I got a grant, a very prestigious grant from the Economic and Social Research Council in the UK, uh, which is similar to the National Science Foundation in the US. On, and that grant was on sustainable finance in partnership with the World Bank and with the Global Alliance for Banking on Values. So my focus was on sustainable finance you know, right from the very beginning. And through my research, I came up to certain observations, uh, such as that sustainable finance globally is quite fragmented at this stage. But I didn't see this as a necessarily bad thing. I actually saw various opportunities within this. Uh, within this. One of them is the uh, possibility or scope for experimentation. Yeah? You, can't have, uh, you can't have everyone doing the same thing. Uh, and when everyone is doing something different, it, it, you should see it in a positive terms in terms of uh, uh, experimentation, yeah? Because sustainable finance requires some experimentation for us, for the global community to come up with uh, adequate and uh, long-term solutions. So within that, I actually came up with an idea of the global sustainable finance market. And I said that it should be aligned with the global agendas on sustainable finance, co-created by various uh, partners, various institutions, organizations, and adaptable to different contexts. And at that time, when I was forging those ideas, I was invited to London to give a talk on sustainable finance in 
the securities, securities lending context. And this was quite natural for me to say that, to observe and to notice in the first instance that securities lending did not have at that time a dedicated sustainable finance mechanism, such as let's say project finance or bond finance have. And I saw an opportunity here to propose that, uh, that securities lending could have a dedicated mechanism on sustainable finance, which would be obviously aligned with those global sustainable finance agendas, co-created by various stakeholders, including myself, and adaptable to that very interesting uh, securities lending context. Uh, so this was in London in September 2018. Following those proposals I made, I was uh, approached on the spot by one of the beneficial owners who is on the council at, uh, at the moment. And uh, we started a working group. So I was leading this working group for 16 months. We had seven official formal meetings, uh, workshops. Alongside that, I also used informal uh, meetings, informal ways of uh, collaboration because I was using a legislative process uh, that I used when I worked in the Welsh government on another piece of sustainable uh, sustainability legislation. So we worked for those 16 months uh, and obviously during that time we developed PSSL and obviously this was a fascinating, very intriguing, very, uh, you know, um, thought-provoking stimulating uh, uh, work to do and engage with the beneficial owners. Uh, and at that time, so around November, December 2019 last year, we just decided, you know, we have to scale up. Yeah. So the startup was successful, but how do you scale up? Uh, and, and the decision was that uh, we should uh, go with a bigger organization such as ISLA uh, we had various conversations and we found that home with the International Security Lending Association. And thereafter, obviously, uh, uh, I drafted the vision mission, which was accepted, approved. I drafted the governance structure, which was accepted, approved. And yeah, and we launched the ICSF. That's great. No, that's, that's interesting. And so where and 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 you know i'll ask both you radic as well as matt um what do you see as sort of the benefit to um to the beneficial owner community within securities lending and to the asset owners that are trying to best um marry their you know what may have been their long-term esg um uh policies and or newer esg policies with um their securities lending activities so let me take that one. So for a long time, many beneficial owners have looked at the ESG agenda that's been going on uh, in the background and it's been sweeping across the globe really and, and it's, it's hit the UK quite hard. Um, and there's been many conversations between fund managers and, and those involved in securities lending. And those questions have very much been along the lines of uh, are, uh, is ESG and securities lending uh, mutually exclusive or are they compatible and so one of the main drivers behind joining the, the Council for Sustainable Finance was to be able to bring those two together and to be able to 
produce some documentation that would be uh, helpful and useful for other beneficial owners to look at um, that would uh, create um, clear guidance as to why the two could coexist, that you could have an active securities lending program that was fully aligned with an ESG mandate. And I mean, a lot of, especially maybe pensions, but asset managers as well, have had pretty active ESG oriented investing for many years, even prior to when ESG sort of took on its official acronym. Um, and, you know, may have been active voters, you know, I, I know, um, Matt Aberdeen, uh, you know, in its prior existence um, before ASI, you know, was always an active voter and, and you, you know, your organization has always been very active in, in governance and so are a lot of other global asset managers, so are a lot of other um, pension plans. You know, how, how is this clarity and structure um, helping, helping beneficial owners and and maybe those that, that haven't had as much um, uh, coordination between their, their governance and, and securities lending. Well, uh, all, all securities lending programs have to stay fully aligned with a fund's mandate. So if there's any kind of ESG element or sustainability element in the fund management process um, where a fund has an active securities lending program in place, then the two have to coexist and they have to be fully aligned to ensure that they both respect each other's mandates. So by giving guidance and, you know, in relation to some of the principles of sustainable securities lending that the council has recently launched, it gives clear guidance around some of the main areas that the council executive at the time thought were most um, important for beneficial owners to look at when it came to looking at sustainability measures within their securities lending programs. So having those principles, and I believe that, you know, the principles will be fully developed over time. And, and I think one of the ideas behind the council is to take each of those principles and, and work on them uh, one at a time going forward and, and, and produce more in-depth um, uh, uh, guidance around some of the processes that uh, exist in relation to those principles. And I think that for all beneficial owners, having, you know, documentation out there that's been accepted by a broad base of beneficial owners as the correct way of having processes in place or being able to manage a program that is fully aligned with recognized sustainability principles. Um, I think that, you know, that that's priceless for, for many organizations because it allows them to, you know, to, Fully justify the fact that their securities lending uh, program can coexist with any kind of sustainability agenda. And I, I would, um, I'd echo that point Matt just made about the. I think you just said Matt that it's uh, it was priceless that the the, con the contextualization of this, particular to securities lending, I think is what's from from my my observation is what's most beneficial to the beneficial owner community. I can recall going back, let's say, four or five years when the ESG agenda was really starting to make itself felt within the asset management community. At the time, it would raise its head in a securities lending context every now and again at conferences. And it always felt that the, the industry was trying, when, when talking about ESG 
specific to security lending was trying to fit a, a square peg in a round hole. And, and the evolution to a nuanced securities lending context around sustainable finance, I think is really what's helped take this forward and will take it forward uh, in the future. And look, I, I ran one of the beneficial owner sessions at the uh, most recent ISLA conference in, in Madrid, and we were, we were having a discussion about sustainable finance and ESG. And we were talking about having written policies and processes in place for all securities lending activity. Now, one of the questions that I asked to the group was, how many of you around this table has an active policy in place regarding taxation, voting, corporate governance, um, transparency? And out of 20 beneficial owners, I think four people put their hands up. And, you know, that's not good enough. And if people don't know what they need to write in those policies, then the principle of sustainable securities lending gives them a very, very good starting point. And so are those the highlights of the principles of sustainable securities lending document? At least I appreciate that it's probably will evolve over time and you'll add to it. But the but the core um, points that Matt just mentioned, Radic, are those sort of what are you focused on most um, importantly today in terms of um, you know voting, taxation, uh, short selling, you know some of the other some of the other things that Matt mentioned. Uh, yes, absolutely, and and I just wanted to highlight, I think, two things. One that. PSSL is a living instrument, so it will be evolving over time, yeah? So obviously, when we were creating or co-creating PSSL, we understood and we knew about equator principles, uh, sustain, you know, green bond principles and other initiatives, sustainable finance initiative, initiatives, which started uh, modestly, slowly, but then evolved over time. So we should expect a PSSL version two within the next year or so. Uh, that's the first thing. The second thing what uh, Simon and Matt uh, referred to is that contextualization. I think this is actually what really convinced me to engage into this initiative and to lead that initiative in those first, in those initial formative uh, stages and obviously to lead that at this stage was that I, I knew that a sustainable finance is not settled, yeah? It's obviously when we say sustainable finance, we mean ESG, so environment, social elements and governance. But when you, for example, look at the, at the environment, you will see when you study environment, and I studied environmental law for long, and I taught environmental law, you will, we will all understand that environmental issues are not settled, yeah? And this is part of the law as well. So there is a very famous uh, case, a legal case on nuisance in the UK, which basically allows for different degree of nuisance uh, in, in a highly industrialized or polluted areas and, and much less nuisance in, in those better uh, areas. And you can also see that through the current discussions on COVID-19. Apparently through research, we can say that it uh, hits disproportionately uh, a certain underprivileged uh, communities. So you can, when you unpack sustainable finance, you understand it's not settled. So why would you say that securities lending may not be compatible with, uh, with sustainable finance? It's just ridiculous, to be honest, if one of those concepts is not settled yet. 
So the whole idea here is, and I think I like, I would encourage our uh, listeners to look at the PSSL alignment principle is, is for us to align with those global uh, agendas, but to also, and we have that ambition to also shape global sustainable finance agendas through this innovative uh, activities within the securities lending era. So I think this is really important. So to answer your question shortly, yes, PSSL is the, or we aspire it to be a global authority on sustainable securities lending, but to emphasize it's a living instrument. So we are already working to uh, revising it to uh, innovating around PSSL. But at the same time, you know, we are very active because just recently, a few weeks ago, we published our position paper one on uh, sustainable uh, short selling uh, and so on and so on. So there are various activities uh, that we are uh, leading at the moment on. And this, the PSSL is the context, yeah? is the framework within which we operate. Okay. And so how are you engaging or what has been the take up thus far in terms of engagement with other asset owners outside of those that are um, involved with the council already? And, and, and how are you, and how are you doing that? I mean, are people reaching out to you folks? Are you, are there ways and forums that you're planning to further engage? And, and one last addition to that question is, uh, can you talk to us a little bit as well about the geographical sort of engagement and whether, you know, a lot of this, I, I know that this topic is very much front and center in the UK and throughout Europe. Um, and, you know, maybe you can speak to us as well about um, beyond, beyond the UK and Europe, how the conversations are going. Obviously, you know, um, there's been a lot of news um, regarding the decisions that the um, Japanese uh, pension, you know, took on lending uh, much to do with transparency and, and some of these sustainable finance um, issues that they, they felt they had. Um, but anyway, maybe you can uh, address some of that. Well, let me let me start by saying that the principles for sustainable securities lending, they were written and put in place and they were decided upon by a group of different beneficial owners. Now, that was done through design rather than by any other method, because we thought that that would be a stronger um, voice to the financial community, that these were beneficial owner led. And this is what we truly believed in. And this is what we thought um, were important in, in terms of sustainability and securities lending. Now, we're looking to, uh, at the moment, take on other beneficial owners to, to join as members of the, the, the Council for Sustainable uh, Finance, but we've also been working on forming a number of partnerships with other uh, stakeholders within the securities finance industry. So you can see that, uh, that uh, to, uh, a very important partnership that we've, uh, we've, we've made recently is with the London chapter of the Women in Securities Finance. So they're going to be able to help us do a lot of work around inclusion, diversity, um, you know, and, 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 you know, these things work in both of our favours because we, we would love to be promoting some of their work as well through some of our work and vice versa. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, right. you know, uh, we've also got PASLA as a, as a partner. So we're looking at the Asian markets as well where scooters lending takes place. And we've also been in discussions with a number of other um, global securities lending associations because we want to be able to 
bring in all of the different knowledge and information from not only beneficial owners but other stakeholders within the scooters uh, lending environments and we want to be able to feed all of that information into the documentation that we're putting in place and the principles that we're devising to ensure that they are global in nature and to ensure that you know everybody's got a voice in what we're putting forward as well and what we're, what we're trying to produce. That's great. I'm uh, personally, I wanted to pass along both uh, appreciation and congrats for the partnership that you made with Women's Securities Finance. I, I'm a huge um, supporter and, and involved with the group um, in the US quite heavily. And, and uh, I think it's great that, that you're doing that with the, uh, the London chapter. So thank well, you. No, very, we're very excited by that partnership. I think there's a lot of good work that we can do together. Absolutely. Expanding on that last point, Matt, about the reach out to some of the trade associations um, in other parts of the world. Um, those trade associations are often made up um, quite quite a lot of members there on the borrowing side of the lending um, industry. And thinking about some of the commentary recently around short selling and around purpose tests and the transparency um, that goes alongside that. What's the general, if there is a general view, general consensus from the borrowing community about the work that the council's doing? And, and I guess the parts they may play in that longer term. Well, I think, uh, you know, everybody's very excited about the, 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 the council and everybody is very willing at this point in time to, to, to help us out and to form that global governance structure around sustainable securities lending. Um, I think in, in terms of some of the points that you've touched on, they're not unique to the borrowing community. The lending community is also impacted by short selling bans, um, by you know decisions around proxy voting, um, restrictions, recalls and everything else. So although we do sit on different sides of the fence, I think that some of the things that impact the market in general hit both the lenders and the borrowers so i think that you know this is a good forum for us to finally work in tandem to come up with some unique documentation that, that, that covers those different market dynamics and what would be the um best way what is the best way that um, organizations and other asset owners can can reach out to the group i mean Obviously, it looks like uh, sort of finding the ISLA website, you can, you'll be able to get to all of your good content, but um, what's, is there, is there a, a way that you want to suggest to our listeners that they uh, track you down? Well, first of all, I, I wanted to emphasize that we are actively, proactively uh, looking for new partnerships. So there are at least uh, four uh, negotiations uh, taking place uh, at the moment. So uh, we are always open to hearing from organizations that uh, feel may help us achieving our mission and vision, therefore become our partners. Uh, so this is usually uh, trade associations, various other think tanks, organizations and academia. The other thing is in terms of uh, Obviously, at the same time, there are a few negotiations taking place uh, in relation to new membership. And I'd like to just emphasize that this has been slowed down by COVID-19, uh, unfortunately, but sadly. But uh, yeah, those negotiations are taking place at this stage. 
Now, the second thing is that we are already planning, and I announced that through my blog on the ISLA website, we are currently planning engagement activities with uh, agent lenders and borrowers. So this, these will take very likely in June, and this will be, uh, we are just working on the uh, organizational matters and practicalities around webinars and so on. So let me reassure you that uh, we are very open to uh, this engagement. We already announced that we want to broaden up our membership to uh, other stakeholders. Uh, we just have to work it out exactly in terms of scheduling, in terms of the practicalities. Now, the other thing is there was a very interesting question about the perceptions at this stage. So uh, when we launched PSSL, we also launched a survey, uh, an independent survey, which I'm managing through the University of Exeter. And uh, this has got a lot of responses in the first few weeks, it's still open. And those responses uh, came from uh, beneficial owners, agent lenders, but also borrowers. And I can tell you that I'm, I'm pretty much delighted, a little bit surprised because usually you don't get it, but I'm really delighted to hear that uh, the vast majority of, of respondents, uh, you know, evaluated PSSL as well as the vision and mission and the governance structure at four to five stars. Yeah? And the maximum stars they could give was five stars. So that's pretty amazing. I think it's a good start. And to be honest, yeah, coming back to my to those research underpinnings that I said that uh, sustainable finance should be aligned, adaptable to that context, but also co-created. Yeah? And I can't imagine a co-creation without involving uh, both agent lenders and borrowers uh, at the adequate appropriate stage. So. Uh, absolutely we're working on this. Matt, would you like to add? Anything? Yeah, the only thing that I would like to add is in, in direct response to your question, Brooke, the best place to contact us is via the ISLA website. There's a section on there under sustainable finance and ESG and you'll find the ISLA Council for Sustainable Finance link there and you can find all of the documentation, the position papers, the uh, blog entries and you can also find out how to, how to join us and become part of the uh, conversation. Great. And for listeners, that's isla, I-S-L-A dot C-O dot U-K. Um, okay. Well, good. Well, I know we could talk for a lot longer on this topic, but uh, I, I know it's late in the evening in the U-K. So thank you guys. Don't want to keep you too late, too long. And um, really, uh, Radek, Matt wanted to thank you again for taking the time to join us on this topic. And why don't we plan, if you guys are willing participants, to check back in? Um, you know, later on this year and see how things are progressing and, and uh, what updates you have to offer um, everyone. And maybe you'll have more partnerships to discuss as well at that point. So, and in the meantime, yes, looking forward to uh, following it closely. So thank you again. Yeah, well, brilliant. Thanks for the opportunity, Brooke. Thank you very much. And I'm very open to continuing our uh, debate and discussion. Absolutely. Wonderful, wonderful.